This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, kids. It's your Auntie Kath. Now, as you probably know by now, you might hear words like f***, in this podcast. Oh, and that's one of my favourites. So, if you've got little ears around, you might want to listen another time. Or, if you like, keep playing. They might just learn something. The little p***s. Hello, my little deathlings. How's it going? Happy New Year and all that. Another year closer to the big sleep. How wonderful. Have you got any resolutions coming up? The Grim Reaper and I have been chatting about this... He's filled the fridge with green juices, taken up yoga, meat-free Mondays, the whole shebang. I've only got one resolution, and that's to carry on tormenting your favourite household names with the impending doom of their grisly passing. Nothing makes me feel more alive. But before we look ahead, let's look back. Because some of the biggest laughs we had last year were over on our bonus podcast, Six Feet Under. The subscribers among you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you're not a subscriber, what the fuck are you playing at? Well, as a little treat from your Auntie Kath, is a peek between my curtains at my best bits. You lot sent some fantastic stories in last year, so let's remember when my guests and goddesses were beguiled with tales of Kleenexes, crucifixions and farts, thanks to you, lovely lot. Let's kick off with this. The wonderful Siobhan McSweeney joined us to share the tale of Daryl, who had an awkward encounter with his plumber. So this is from Daryl. Hi, Cathy. Hi, Daryl. Love the podcast so much. I've genuinely listened to the Danny Dyer episode over five times. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't listened to that one. I have to listen to it. Oh, you must. It's a classic. Absolutely (laughs) unreal. I've got a story from the COVID times of funerals. I very sadly lost a friend of mine. I'm sorry. And because of the restrictions at the time, I wasn't able to. I'm going to get furious with this now, considering what people were up to when people were burying people. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wasn't able to attend the funeral. Zoom to the rescue. It was the day of the funeral and I was living back with my parents. We happened to have a plumber in that day. I wasn't paying too much attention to him. Dad was dealing with him and I had my own stuff on. When the time came, which is understandable. Yes. When the time came, I obviously wanted to log in in privacy. So went upstairs. I crossed the plumber on the landing, who was a bit weird with me. Maybe mum had told him what was happening with a funeral and he was a bit awkward. I wasn't sure. It was only midway through the service that I realised he'd given me a look up and down as I walked into my childhood bedroom with a laptop. (laughs) A box of Kleenexes and a suit and tie on my top hat. Ah, I must have looked like I was having the fanciest wank ever. Oh my God, that's amazing. Hope that tickled you, Daryl. Oh, well done, Daryl. Who amongst us has not put on a top hat when needing 
to uh, have a little bit of me time. Oh, man. It's the fact that it's midway through the service. He's going, oh, <laughs> that's what happened. I suppose, yeah, because during the lockdown and stuff and people Zooming, it was. People were just dressing yeah. their top yeah. half yeah. and just sort of sitting in their knickers. Yeah. Party at the bottom. Yeah. 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 I mean, what would you have done? Would you have, like, come clean to the plumber gone, mate, just so you know, or do you just... I think I'd leave the mystery and yeah. let him have the weird little well, story. The, the plumber might. <laughs> Have had a, it might have gone in the plumber's wank bank for later. <laughs> you never know. Might have taken it as a tip. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I'll put my yeah, tuxedo yeah, exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah, that's finally a use for my top hat. <laughs> I, mean, I it's don't the top think he, he didn't say top hat. You, Why? You've I invented just the top, top hat. Half. <laughs> <laughs> In your head, like the fat controller. <laughs> oh my god! This is why I'm such an unreliable witness. <laughs> and he was wearing a top hat, was he? Yes, and a big long moustache. And really? a monocle. And he a was monocle. The mon- Monopoly man. He was the Monopoly man. <laughs> oh I live in terror of witnessing crime because I will literally be like. I, I did not see that at all. I remember one... Uh, yeah, it's, no, what is it? I, I, I went for drinks. Uh, the infamous Da Vinci's that was down in uh, opposite the, uh, the Old Vic, uh-huh. which was the scummiest uh, bar ever, but it, it served really, really late, so all the actors would go after a show. And I remember um, first week of rehearsals, myself and another actor in front of Da Vinci sitting down and we were funnily enough talking about our dead mams. I yeah. am a one topic girl. And uh, we were like, and at the end it was one of those real conversations, you know, like really beautiful. And we went into rehearsal the next day and everybody was like, what a fucking night, right? And I looked at Craig and Craig looked at me and we nodded and we went, yeah, it was, they were like, no, the fight. Like What? We hadn't noticed there was a huge, huge fight, like literally windows being broken, chairs being flung (laughs) over people's heads, the whole lot. And we were like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And went to cheat. Oh, that's very young. That's very... (laughs) (laughs) Literally hadn't noticed a thing. It was carnage. Like the place was closed down for a while afterwards. Didn't see it. So that's how much I noticed things. But there was a top hat. There was a top hat. (laughs) Yeah. That was lovely. Ah, the world's worst witness, the brilliant Siobhan McSweeney. And now it's the lovely Ed Gamble with an email which absolutely crucified us in the studio. Okay, we got a couple here from Catherine Keegan. Oh. Very keen, Catherine Keegan. Yeah. Uh, Here's here's the first one. Uh, Hey, funeral friends. Hey, Catherine. Hello. So my dad died aged 43 when I was 15 years old. In Ireland, we called the three days before the funeral the wake, and we had the wake in our house. Mm. So we had a whopper party during these three days, so much so that the police were called because we were so loud. A good old (laughs) send-off. We get to crunch time just as they're taking the coffin out of the sitting room and everyone is crying, uh, lining the walls of the house. Just as the coffin passes my seven-year-old cousin, he says really loud, Hey, ma'am, is Sean being buried or crucified? (laughs) (laughs) And I swear to God, the place erupted with laughter and the people carrying the coffin started shaking with laughter. That same kid asked, again really loud, uh, the month's mind mass, hey, when are they going to bring Sean out? (laughs) Lots more laughter. (laughs) That is so good. So first part of this email, the... Three day wake that the did they say the police were called? Yes, yes. the police being called three day three day wake. Have you ever 
got in trouble for partying too hard? Had the police called or? Well, you tell me. Like we used end? to hang out all the time well, when we were teenagers. So, <laughs> did were we ever having too much? Did we get the police called on us ever? Um, I don't think we ever got the police called. I do remember hiding bottles of spirits because my mum said I was only allowed beer or wine. Right. Had a party. <laughs> <laughs> what difference does that make? Yeah. I think she just thought hard spirits would That's be the trouble. Off. Yeah. Yeah. So I do remember running to the bin. I don't the worst time at this party because I just was running back and forth to the bin with bottles of vodka. Oh god. Sticking them in the bin. Were you at that party where we were looking this I oh, this lives with me we were looking for booze to drink and i found a bottle of wine in the kitchen and we drank the wine and then afterwards we noticed that uh it was like a bottle from the birth date of the 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 person (gasps) whose house we were at and it was like save this until they're 21 it'd been like bought for them as like a christening (gasps) gift and we drank it and you drank it in a mug yeah yeah tepid temperature (laughs) out the bottle Yeah, what a horrible little rotter. Um, oh. well, of course, you appreciate that now because, as we know from the main episode, yes. <laughs> you yeah. are a wine connoisseur. Absolutely. Yes. I'd be absolutely livid if a child came and drank my wine. A wine hoarder. Yeah. 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 What about you, Cathy? Have you ever been at a party where the police have been called? Oh, or? loads. Right. <laughs> a party wasn't a party unless the fucking old Bill turned up. Back in my day. <laughs> Yeah, loads. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember being at a party, I'd, uh, you know, when I was sort of 14, 15, I used to just bunk off school, wander around London, just get on buses and get on the tube. I ended up in a party in the Goldalk Road and, uh, yeah, the police were called. It was a squat. I didn't realise it was a squat. Oh. I thought it was some just somebody's yeah, yeah. house having a party. It was in the evening. I mean, I bunked off school, but I think I'm... I, I went to the Goldalk Road and somebody said, oh, there's a party Saturday night. So I went back to the Goldalk Road on the Saturday, which when you live in Island, the Goldalk Road, that's a long journey yeah, yeah. to make, you yeah. know. And, uh, yeah, the police were called because it was uh, it was squat. Mm, nice. <sighs> well, I, th- I re- you know, it's, pro- it's probably quite common that you've either been at a party or heard of a party or whatever where the police have been called, but at a wake. Yeah. That's, that's good going, isn't yeah, it? That's great. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. And also this kid... Um, doing his, you know, shouting out. And uh, Irish kids uh, are notoriously very, very funny. And this reminded me of uh, my friend Sean and uh, this kid. uh, Some Irish cousins were over, this little Irish kid. He was probably about six or seven and he was talking about... Somebody was asking him about his dog. He said, he's got a dog and all that. And they said, what sort of do- dog have you got? And he said, the sort that shits in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Such honesty. Yeah. To cut through. Yeah. Yes. That crucified thing's very funny, though. Yeah. Oh, that's genius. That is brilliant. <laughs> buried or crucified. Cremated or crucified. What was the thing? It was... Um, yeah, buried or crucified. Buried or crucified. Amazing. But that's, I mean, I guess you guys have talked about this a lot, but that's the thing about funerals, isn't it? It's like such a sombre mood. Oh, yeah. Which is just ripe for being punctured by something and for everyone to laugh. Yes. Totally. We, we, we have had a lot of people just collapsing yeah. hysterics yeah. at funerals because it was just, you know, there's so much... 
tension. I yeah, think. it's it's this you know so much expectation and then you just sort of crack at the smallest thing. Yeah, uh, uh, both on my dad's side, my grandparents, they both died in fairly quick succession, and it was the same place that the that the ceremony was at, and you know there were hymns to sing or whatever. But the guy leading the service was the loudest singer. Everyone else is like <laughs> everyone in our family is like mumbling these hymns, and he's like Whoa! top of his voice. So I couldn't control myself in that. You know, I had a proper laughter in that. And to go back for my for my grandmother's funeral and then see the same guy again. Oh, yeah. like, oh, oh, here we go. Just here we go. For it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Freddie Mercury's here again. <laughs> Gee. But don't you think nowadays as well? I mean, this is the thing. We probably get less of these sort of stories as time goes on mm. because I just sort of feel funerals are becoming sort of less sombre mm-hmm. and people are realising that, you know, it's sort of, it's also respecting the dead if you mm-hmm. have a good giggle yeah. about it. Yeah, of course. As well, yeah. you yeah. know, um, the old seriousness yeah. seems well, it, to be. I don't think I've ever been to a funeral where they haven't said, please don't wear black. Mm. We want colours. We yeah. want you to just feel comfortable and... So I think that is the way things are moving towards kind of, yeah. Yeah, more of a celebration of the person's life. Exactly. Rather than this is all doomed, we have to be this old Victorian attitude. Yeah. Would you, if I got that, that invite though saying you don't wear black we want to celebrate the person's life you wouldn't know how, how far to push it though because <laughs> you don't want to be the guy with like a Hawaiian shirt on and everyone Flip else flops. yeah flops <laughs> turning up with a big coconut drink with an umbrella in it <laughs> I think that'd be quite good, yeah, actually. Yeah. One of those hats from Disney with goofy ears. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. You know what? I had permission to dress like that at my funeral. So, <laughs> or one of those ones with the drink with the straw. Yeah, with like a helmet with the cat. You can put the cans in the side with the straw. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, friends, if you're not subscribed and like what you're hearing, give yourself a little treat for the new year. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or head to wherethersawillthersweight.com for details. It means you get the main apps without ads too. Hurrah! Let's get back into it. And Nick Frost turning the air green. (sighs) 
Shall I do another one? Yes. Okay. Go for it. All right, this is from Siobhan. Kathy, goddess and guest. Hi, Siobhan. Hello. Siobhan. It was my granddad's funeral a few years ago. Although he'd had a good life, it was really sad to say goodbye to him as he was everything to us. Uh-oh. After the service, we came out of the church and saw my sister, head bowed, separated from the group, walking slowly on her own. I felt terrible for her and could only think about how hard his passing must have hit her. So I wandered over to her, gently put my arm around her and asked if she was okay, to which she replied, yeah, I just came over here because I needed to let go of a fart. (laughs) Uh, when you gotta go, you gotta go. Yes. That's amazing. Oh, oh thanks very much, Yvonne, for that beautiful, that amazing, yeah. <laughs> touching tale. We love great. a fart email. We do. We, we get do. quite a few of them. Yeah. We do. Um, there was, uh, there was a, well, sadly, every story has been at someone in my family dying, but mm. when my old man died, mm. right at the end, he did a big fart. Oh, you hear that happens. Yeah. And it was like my brain went to like, for some reason, like a Hong Kong martial arts movie. Oh, right. And the, th- and the film was called The Stench of the Death Guff. And it was like, you know, if you smelt that guff, you kind of die. Are you going to make the film? No, I wrote it down. Like, that oh. was the first thing. I remember, like, literally being at my dad's, like, holding my dad's dead foot and trying to text Simon about this yeah, yeah. idea I've had about a film called The Stench of the Death Guff. So what else would happen? What would be... I just think you'd, like, turn into, like, a... Um, oh, yeah, you just die... Just an awful fart that kills you. Yeah, yeah. You get two hours out of that. It's a great... Oh, my God. I'd get 91 good minutes out of that. Easy. Easy. I can't wait for that film to come out. Yes. We'll be ready for it. Do you think there's some sort of science in, you know, do we fart more when we know we're not supposed to? Because I think that there is science in that. Well, what? There's the sort of, fr- like, the farting in church situation, yeah, yeah, yeah. you mean? yeah. Yeah, I do think it's... Uh, I always used... I might have said this before, but when I was a kid, I used to go... There was a bookshop around the corner from my school, the Little Angel Bookshop, and um, and it had the lovely children's section, and uh, I used to just go in there and sit on the step in there and read and stuff. But whenever I was in there, I would... And even as an older person, like I could have, you know, there'd be no farting going on in my system at all. But if I go into a bookshop, particularly a smaller, independent bookshop, (laughs) where the where the smell is more nicer to fart in, yeah, more booky. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's it must be to do with being relaxed, or you know, it was like a safe space when I was a kid. So maybe that's it, and it just I just I just go oh, and oh I just relax. You. I can't fart in a Waterstones, but I can in a. <laughs> yeah, my in grand indie. used to say in church or chapel, let them rattle. <laughs> I mean, that's what she used to say. Yeah, <laughs> used to love it. <laughs> that is, I'm never going to go into a bookshop now without thinking of you letting one just, go. Just oh, Kevin, love it here in the old. Um... <laughs> I don't know if it's just a thing. I mean, I think people. I know a lot of people do it, but do you? When I was in Finland a couple of weeks ago, I, 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 I did it on purpose, but I let like a big fart bomb off in a shop and then a <laughs> woman walked through it. Yes. But then obviously you get to a point when you're 51 when you can stand to side and, and you look like it wasn't you that <laughs> yeah, did it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's always... Especially when you can get an old lady or an old man and you ensnare them and then just make them walk through your death guff. It's a good pastime. Yeah. Fuck you, death pensioners. Death. And the good thing about getting older, I don't know, is that... Um, 
they seem to be more, more silent ones seem right. to happen, yeah. mm. which is great mm. because then you really can blame somebody else. Yes, yeah. yeah Just agreed. do that sort of frowning, looking around, you know. Yeah. Oh, gosh. What yeah. was that? Fuck, coming me out of my own arse. Me and oh. my partner, <laughs> we drink a lot of like, uh, we drink a lot of Coke Zero and oh, Fanta Zero. Yeah. It's terrible. It's so windy. Yeah, yeah. It's really bad. I mean, it's just like in the evenings, it's like we're having <laughs> like a choir practice in the, <laughs> in the house. It's terrible. Uh, I actually, talking about the halves, you've reminded me, I know that my other half, he's going to, I don't know why I'm saying this, he's going to get really annoyed that I've said it, but okay. I, I know he's fallen asleep because he just lets one out. Oh, God. And that's how I know. Oh, uh, right. Every time. It's quite nice he leaves an audible sound <laughs> for you to them. I'm going to bed now. Yeah. Oh my god, he's going to hate that. I'm telling Nick Frost and Kathy about this. We like but it. We don't mind. He doesn't edit the podcast. He's one of us. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, folks, but now you know. If you see me heading to a bookshop, don't follow me. Thank you, lovely Nick Frost. If you've got a killer story for me and my gorgeous guests, make sure you email me, kathy at devpodcast.com. We've got some big guests coming up this year. How funny would it be to hear them reading out your deathly tales? I bet Siobhan there didn't expect Nick Frost to be reading her story out about farts. <laughs> Brilliant. Fancy another one? This time it's a little bit of culture from Jay Woodman, as delivered by Mr James Blunt. Okay, we'll have a poem here by Che Woodman. He starts by saying, Hey, Cathy, love your podcast. Death and inappropriate humour in my house go hand in hand. For some bizarre reason, when I turned 50 last year, I started to write poetry, and I thought that this would suit Where There's a Will. I sent it to a poetry competition here in the south of Scotland, and surprisingly, it didn't get anywhere, because I'll assume it didn't mention wind, trees, walking, the great outdoors, or being Scottish. (laughs) Embrace the awkward, I say, as everyone's getting that postcard. Not sure I'll send them that poem about the ghost of Mark E. Smith next year. Right. (laughs) Cheers, Che. The Underbakers. Do you need some funeral cake for your meat-covered skeleton? Celebrate their death, grim icing and gelatine. Would you rather a cadaver of your prostrate father? A pentagram, a crucifix, his set of haunted walking sticks. Any texture, any shade. Did they have a favourite sin? Red velvet lined in a coffee cream coffin. (laughs) In a coffee cream, in a coffee cream coffin. Bespoke in a cloak, Lugosi's last dance, ornate and gothic with cognac from France. Tragically magic for an ex-parent be nostalgic. Genoise, bloody sponge, ganache glazed bombastic. (laughs) Sparkles and sprinkles, a triple-tiered heaven, clotted cream angrily whipped up in Devon, skin-piped vanilla, a scent of caramel unwell, rose-flavoured measles in a sugar crypt to hell. A plane crash, a tyre slash, balloons filled with burnt cash, a sign from a bar, their overturned car, money and bad taste, will always travel far. A shrunken head, an unmade deathbed, a crime scene, your preferred intention, a grandfather clock, severed limbs in their socks, a free Toblerone, if they're non-pensioned. A daytime burial, or an afternoon wake, but please don't ask, no ashes in the bake. On top of the lid, or with its own plaque, any colour you like, as long as it's black. Wow. Wow. 
How marvellous. That's a very good poem. It's very a very good, good poem. poem. It's, I mean, it's either there's a vivid imagination or something terrible has been witnessed along the way. I yes. Mean, like all good poetry, I don't understand it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit of a mixed, weird combination mm. of um, Great British Bake Off and um, Where There's a Will, There's a Way. Yeah, yeah. Death and Baking. Death and Baking. It's a future TV programme right the there. Yes. Night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ever written any, any poetry yourself, James? I mean, obviously, other than your lyrics, have you ever just thought... Well, do you know what? If I, I do find my songs are better if I write the lyrics first, because right. then it is a poem in its own right. Of course. Um, and then if you put music to it, it's going to be a better poem. Um, yeah, so that's that's the yeah. basic rule, which I should follow more often. Yeah. And um, going with the other theme of this poem, um, what are you like at baking? Are you into baking? <laughs> I know how to um, uh, switch an oven on. Right. And off. As far as cooking generally, I can cook up a bowl of cereal <laughs> or potentially um, uh, 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 some buttered toast. I'm good at cooking bread into toast. Okay. And then I was invited once onto Celebrity Bake Off uh, which I'd never watched and uh, and hold no interest to necessarily because I'm not a TV watcher or a baker. But my wife is a massive, massive fan, so she was very excited about this. It's her favourite programme. And so they do send you in advance a couple of things that come on, in a, a couple of things that are going to be on the show for you to practice. Mm. So I said, okay, great. Will you maybe run this through with me? And she said, amazing. So she basically, through a rehearsal, lived as if she was on... Celebrity Bake Off for a moment in her life <laughs> and so she got all the stuff and she did it all but while she was doing it she said James you've got to go and do that go and look after the children go oh, and right. you know, that <laughs> so anyway every time I came to the kitchen no no get out go and do that you know so I came back three hours later and she produced a cake mm. and you know this other thing some ginger thing like what, I don't know what the fuck you've done yeah, yeah. I, I haven't been part of this and I haven't seen the steps so proud of herself for what she'd made <laughs> And then I went on the show and made something absolutely terrible as a result. <laughs> oh, so you did go on it. Oh, I need to go back yeah, and watch totally. that then. I love a bit of Celebrity Bake Off. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Have, you, have you done Celebrity Bake Off? No, fuck no? that. No, okay. I don't do any of them celebrity yeah. shitty things. No, no. But what's well, your, what? it's for charity. Oh, fuck charity. <laughs> so, yeah. James, I'm not like That's you. Good, I couldn't give a fuck about anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a decent baker, Cathy? No, but At I did home? write a poem once. Thanks for not asking <gasps> Sorry, me. Sorry, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my Nicaraguan journey by Cathy Burke, written in 1987. Beans and rice are what I eat. Having a beer is quite a treat. At least I won't get any saggier while I'm staying in Nicaragua. Hey, love it. Yes, okay. I yeah. did write a poem once. Gone. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> when I just learned to speak. Yeah, there's a little mouse in a little hole. All is quiet, and a little bee. Up jumps he. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Marvellous. Yeah, yeah, See? yeah. Fucking rocking. See, we're full of culture. Kind of guidance towards the, my future. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Che, for your email that day. That was read by James Blunt, who's an absolute <laughs> lovely man. See, Goddess Charlie, I am a fucking poet and all. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. 
Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. These have been some of our favourite bits of Six Feet Under. I hope you've been enjoying them. And we've got one more from Dolly Alderton. And it's one of our favourite types of story, when Paul Bearing goes horribly wrong. Over to you, Dolly. This last one comes from Anthea. Hi, guys. I hope you're well. I love the podcast, especially Carol Vorderman. So funny and really cheers up my week. It jogged my memory on something that happened back in the 80s. It was the smallest but funniest thing. You couldn't have written it. It was when I went to a funeral for a neighbour who I'd grown up with but hadn't seen for a long time. Me, my mum, dad and two brothers went to the service at a church nearby. To give you an image, my brother and I were on the end of the pew by the aisle. The coffin was Paul Baird on the shoulders of men in my neighbour's family. I can't actually write the next bit without (laughs) laughing. (laughs) They slowly walked in and got to where we were along the aisle, right by my brother, Alan. And I don't know what really happened, but one of the chap's knee just buckled. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) There was a slight wobble and it probably wouldn't have been a disaster, but Alan went to catch the corner of the coffin on his shoulder just in case. (laughs) He then panicked and instead of leaving them to carry to, and leaving them to it, carried on walking the coffin. So there was an uneven seven pallbearers, including Alan, who literally hadn't seen our dead neighbour in 12 years. <laughs> it was so funny. I'm crying just thinking about it. It's his most embarrassing moment ever. Hope you enjoyed that, Anthea. Thanks, Anthea. <laughs> no, it's a great image, isn't it? You could just see somebody going, oh, and then and him just like, oh, I'll help. And get in, and then just get into Stop walking along with the bloody coffin. I mean, it's the best thing possibly to happen to your brother as well, of yeah. all the people yeah. you go to a funeral with. Like, yes, ha ha, sucks to be you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I feel like we, I mean, we mentioned pallbearers earlier on. It's been quite a pallbearer heavy six feet under, actually. I see. Um, yeah. uh, so how would we handle the pressure of being a pallbearer? Like, I've not done it. I don't see myself doing it, really. I'm quite small. I'm trying to think of, I don't know, I don't think I have. I mean, because I'm quite little as well. I think you do have to be quite tall, mm, yeah. don't you? To... You'd all have to, me and you could pull bearer together. We could. <laughs> We're similar height. Yeah, you at one end, me at the other. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember watching a documentary about Princess Diana. It was after I watched series two of The Crown, I became obsessed. <laughs> yes. I had to watch every Princess Diana documentary ever made. And um, they said there was a moment that you can, if you watch back on the funeral, there was a moment when it looked like the pallbearers were out of sync. Really? Where they were wobbly, where everyone who was organising the funeral was watching it so worried that the coffin was going to, they were going to lose grip of it. I'm amazed more coffins don't drop. Yeah. And at one point was that, was that when, like, 
the crowd started because there was a bit of shouting out at one point. No, it was just really early on as they were coming into the church. It was uh. just one of those things that they just because actually to do to do it is like quite an art because you have to move in exactly the same pace yes. and you have to have and if you go slightly off with timing, then you can completely lose you know, the balance of the coffin. But you don't yeah. really hear about coffins being dropped. You can sort of cocks, don't you? What? Sort of. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, like on the boat race, when they have like a little lad who's yeah. like, do this. They need someone to steer the ship. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Fucking hell, Katie. I was like, what? They need more cocks. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, maybe they just need to, I think wheel them in on a trolley or something. That maybe feels just, safer. Yeah. Like a lovely dessert trolley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, put some desserts on top. Oh, Help that yourself. would be nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. More cocks at funerals. Lovely stuff. And that brings us to the end, dear listener. If you've not subscribed and like what you're hearing, give yourself a little treat for the new year. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or head to wheretheswillthisweight.com for details. It means you get the main apps without ads too. Hurrah! I'll see you on the other side, darlings, for more deadly delights. Until then, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm gone. You've been listening to Where There's a Will, There's a Wake with me, Kathy Burke. My senior producers are Katie Bowden and Charlie Morrell. And my producer is Naya Dio, or as I like to call them, my goddesses. Sound engineer is Ed Gill. The production coordinator is Lily Hambly. Marketing by Emily Webb and Kieran Lancini. Original music written and performed by Jonathan Rathbone. And the executive producer is Ollie Wilson. <laughs>